Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. I was like, okay, I'm not coming back. And so when we found out there were a couple of restaurants going with that business model here in town, we sort of looked at it. And I was really surprised. I worked with a bartender who threw a credit card in the trash can one time. Like the stories I could tell you, right? How would you have handled it if all of a sudden three of the bar stools that were paying your rent that month were filled with children? You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. There's no doubt the hospitality experience has changed since COVID. Staffing shortage, cost, service with a smile. Yeah, we know. (laughs) But folks, there are some things we shouldn't have to say about being a good customer or human, but we're going to say it. It's time. (laughs) With me today is Raleigh Magazine Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem to talk about the, well, not so good, bad and ugly habits diners and drinkers are developing. Melissa, thanks for joining me. I'm thrilled to be here. I love a good bitch sesh, so let's go. That's kind of what this is. (laughs) So let's start with what we affectionately call... Babies and Bars. This was brought to our attention by a reader who emailed us her rant after she saw Melissa's rant in the magazine. Mine was about mezcal, not babies, though, just so so we're clear. But I have to say I agree with the woman who wrote in. And before we share this with you, let me say, I have four children. I had four babies in seven years. So I know what it's like to be isolated. Mm -hmm. That said, babies don't belong in bars. Preach it. So this is— She agrees with you. So she writes in, let's just call her Get a Babysitter Becky, all right? So she typed us a hilarious rant and emailed in, you know, basically about babies taking up seats at at bars. And to to reiterate, she's not a child hater. She's a mother. She's a mother of five. Um, But she's a mother who wants a night out at the bar without children. 
So one of my favorite things she said, just to lead right off the bat, is, look, I have five children in eight years, which, for the love of God. Um, and the closest thing I had to an adult experience was stuffing a family of seven into <laughs> a small booth in a neighborhood Mexican restaurant. It was always a race against the clock, fast and furiously ordering and eating like the table was on fire to avoid the inevitable meltdown. But at the first whimper or thrown morsel of food, one of us would take the tiny offender to sit in the car. I wasn't going to let my kids ruin someone else's date night or dinner. I love that because, like, I don't know how much shit has changed, but when I was little, that's how I was raised. Like, you know, you're just meant to, like, the world's be seen, not heard, you know? And, like, when we went to restaurants, like, I just used to sit there and, like, I actually used to, like, saw my crackers, you know? But we sat in the booth at, like, the chain restaurant. I didn't right. get to go to nice places, and I definitely didn't sit at a bar when I was four, like, at the bar. And this is what we mean. We mean, like, sitting at a bar stool. Yeah. So she goes on to explain that, you know, she walked into a—and it was a restaurant bar. So there were other tables and sitting at the bar, taking up three bar stools in addition to the mom and dad were three under the age of eight or nine kids. So my problem with it, and I do have a problem with it because I had kids and I I really did. I I wouldn't let my kids ruin somebody else's night out because I knew how hard it was to get a night out. Did you take the tiny offenders to the car too? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was not happy when I got to the car with I've the tiny mad, offenders. So I wouldn't yeah. want to be the tiny and, offender. And Mike, I mean, <laughs> we did the same thing. We probably had two or three restaurants that I literally think they saw us through the window when we were coming and yeah. went ahead and made the food. Because <laughs> they knew that you you are on a clock. You're yeah. trying not to interrupt other people's lives. Folks, this has changed. Yeah. And and I also look at it from the bartender's perspective, and she talks about it in her, her rant, is— that bartender makes their living off selling $15, $12 drinks that people tip on. Mm-hmm. And if they eat at the bar, they so so if you plant your little Emma and Nathan and Samuel <laughs> at the bar, <laughs> you've just taken and they're drinking milk or juice or whatever or water, the bartender's losing money. Yeah. I mean, that's their livelihood. Right. Right. So, I mean, you're probably like, people are like, you know, what do you expect? The bar- the bartender didn't say anything, right? That's what she said. Well, you were a bartender. Imagine right. in today's world with social media what it is. So that bartender, and she points this out too, the bartender says, ma'am, you you can't put your children there. Can you imagine no. what that mama bear no, might yeah, do? Canceled. Yeah, that, that business is It would done. be all over <laughs> social the media. The, the restaurant isn't family friendly. That this isn't how, ha- you know, it's like, there's a no-win situation. Restaurants are struggling enough. I mean, they have just, their own issues yeah. with being pleasant, but— And social media trolls and all that. I yeah. mean, it's, just, it's not worth it for the bartender to risk all of their business just to make one family but go away. But what are you, know? you thinking then you, that, that you think it's okay to inflict that, to take money out of the bartender's pocket, and also to inflict unhappy, crying children, whiny children— on other adults. I also, like, I'm probably going to get canceled for saying this, yeah. but why is that That's not a place that was built for a child? Like, bars are 21 and up. It used to be illegal for children to well, be in bars. Now, I know you were saying a restaurant, restaurant bar, bar, but I have seen children at bars that we have been in. You just—didn't uh, that just happen to you recently? Yeah. So there was a bar that has recently opened, and right before the holidays— That does not have food. This is a bar, right? Well— they're ultimately going to serve food. But they do not now. But it's they a do not now, bar. but that is the thing. That's the rub. If they oh, serve food, I. then they have to open their doors to all. We get there. It's like the week, the Saturday night before Christmas. 
like it's you know you're in that festive mood you're all dressed up we get a table in the corner and i've been telling my friends about this place order nice expensive bourbon drinks and all of a sudden there is a screaming tantrum in the corner I mean, I I did that thing that I'm sure somebody did to me in Target or the grocery store when my kids were melting down. I flipped around and looked straight at her. I was like, really? $15 bourbon drinks? Everybody's dressed up. You know, it's a holiday. What makes you think, and why doesn't the bell go off anymore? Why don't people go... It's, it's just like it's, it's like, rude, or as far as I say, it's like audience awareness, or like me, 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 or you know, I say like all these things. Like I don't There's understand. There's no excuse for that. Like people don't have any awareness. Like it's like when they stop walking when they're right in front of you, and they don't think there might be somebody behind me that's going to run into me. I mean, there's just we could go on all day about these things, but I don't, I don't understand that that notion that like the world revolves around you, and this is what's most convenient for you yeah. and your family in this moment, even though all these other people paid this money to be in this environment that is built for. It's a little entitled feeling. Yeah. Is the only thing I would say. And, and there again, are bars built for families. And I am super jealous, as this woman said. Breweries didn't exist in the capacity that are family friendly, dog friendly, where you can take your kids. There are places that are perfectly designed. A bourbon bar, a cocktail bar, even if they serve food, which is probably just a cheese tray, but right. a charcuterie board. But I'm just saying that's. Not really the right. This woman's hot, she, and she's got kids, and so I feel like she has. She got the a babysitter. Right. She got a babysitter. She paid what it takes yeah. to, for five children. I know what I paid for a babysitter for for four. That's what she said. Close your eyes and think back to the life before kids. You're wearing heels, perfume. It's your vision of this night that you're going to go out and sip cocktails with your with your girls or your guys or your date or whoever. And now you're you left your kids at home, and now and then look, I don't have kids, so listen, I didn't sign up for this at all. So I agree with her, but um, and I love children actually, but I don't not at the bar, not on a bar stool next to me. But she signed it. Wish fan friendly breweries existed when my kids came along, and I think that goes to your point too. Like you wish they were around when your yeah. your kids were small. I was just at Linwood, and it was just full of. Like, in a warming way, like, just full of families on a right. Sunday afternoon, like, drinking beer. Pets. Their dogs are there. There was a massive cat, like, looked like a lion. It was amazing. <laughs> but, like, that, those places, they their Instagram bios say family and dog friendly or pet friendly, whatever. Like, they, they're, that's what they're built for. So, why wouldn't you go to the place where there's going to be— and there's, like, yards for yeah. them to, like, run around with oh, all yeah. that energy. Like, bowstrings and clouds brewing. I mean, there's so many great spaces, you know, that are designed With for, alcohol. Yeah, you, you know? can still have your you drink. Yeah. Listen, you don't have to go to, like, Pizza Hut or some, I don't know, whatever she said. So public service announcement here. Do the rest of the world a favor. If you got a screaming kid, take them out. Do what your parents did to you. Take them to the car. Yell at them there. Do what yeah, them there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the other thing. <laughs> Jumping horses. <laughs> Jumping horses. But, folks, we really can't use Instagram. <laughs> this is the craziest thing. Well, we can thing. use it. No, no, but hang on. I, so you need to know Instagram is not how you communicate with a restaurant. So let's say you have a reservation at your favorite restaurant, right? Maybe you waited a whole year for this reservation. <laughs> Don't assume that you can text Instagram on Instagram to the restaurant and say, I'm 15 minutes late, hold my table. Like, who slides into a restaurant's DMs and is like, wait, I'll be there in a minute? 
Listen, do your friends even like check their DMs every five minutes? Like, why would you assume somebody at a restaurant is on the social media, like just waiting for somebody to message them and updating reservations? And we're we're not kidding here. We are hearing this from some major player restaurants. And again, restaurants are trying to keep it. They're trying to keep all the balls in the air. And trust me, and they're not doing everything perfect. This is by no means about that. But thinking that someone is going to see your, you know, Instagram DM and going to respond and go, sure. I mean, we know a lot of companies, a lot of restaurants hire outside people or companies, and they're certainly not staying in the restaurant during lunchtime and dinner time answering DMs. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, (laughs) so depending on what restaurant you're talking about, this can go, like in smaller locally owned restaurants, the owners are very involved and typically know who's on the books, but they're certainly not running the social media during a dinner service, right? A busy dinner service. In maybe more like your chain restaurants, even then you're dealing with like a hostess is managing the book for the night. The the floor manager probably does know what's on the books. Again, they're working the floor and the stand and they're seating people. So somebody else somewhere is managing the social media and maybe not even during service. Like they could be, you know, while the restaurant's closed. So it just kind of blows my mind that people think that's the best way. Like you said this, we live in this like, instant gratification culture right. now. Like, got to have it now. And, and I get it. Like, have it your way. That's great. But that doesn't mean, I don't know when all the rules went out the window of how you interact and, like, respect people. If you, like, the phone still exists. Right. It's like a magic thing where you, like, dial numbers and, and talk it, to a person. And my guess is if you're DMing them, you're holding that phone oh, to right. call the restaurant Fair and point. say, I'm running 15 minutes late. My <laughs> other favorite one is, you know, one of the things that came out of COVID for all of us is we learned we had to make reservations, right? Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Because restaurants are not filling every table if they have staffing issues. And, right. you know, so we're now well-trained. You well, want you want to eat somewhere, and you know you want to eat in that restaurant on that night. And even if they are fully staffed, they are getting overwhelmed. Like, people right. want to go back out to eat with a vengeance. And so they want to just say, these are the tables— they're booked. We know they're booked. You know, make your plans. And I don't mind saying the name of the restaurant. Let's face it, folks. Angus Barn is the place to be during the holidays. Yes. I mean, everybody wants to go there. It's either a family, a old family tradition or you want to make it a new family tradition. You want your photos in front of the tree. You want to have a, hot, a cocktail with the client. Okay. It is the place to be. I can't yeah. tell you how many people have gotten angry with them. And I feel bad you know, they want to they wanna take care of everybody, have been screamed at because people can't get reservations. So we're going to do a public service announcement for them, too. You can make a reservation one year in advance. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go there January 19th, January 24th, February 14th, you can make a reservation 365 days yep. in advance. Literally when you call, because that's what you can do. <laughs> but literally when you call, you hear this recording that says that you can make reservations a year in advance and that they populate at, I think it was 1 p.m. that day. I mean, there's a time. I don't know. Call the number. But um, it tells you exactly what to do, and you just go on the website. And I have to say, because it is popular, and this is worth saying, so the Wild Turkey Lounge is first come, first serve. And for some people like me and you, that's where you want to be. So like, I don't want the reservation because I can't reserve the Wild Turkey Lounge. So I thought I did the smart thing with your advice and the, our, we're friends with, you know, Angus Barn with their advice. It's like, kind of wait through the holidays. The lights are up until January 23rd. So I went with my family to see the lights. <laughs> she still <laughs> waited how long? There were 34 
tables in front of me waiting. And and you got there before they opened or when they right when they opened? So they opened at 3. We got there at 4.30. But then they did start seatings before 3. So it's like that magic thing that we don't know whether or not that's always going to happen. Okay. I think it did happen that day. But got there at 4.30. I think we had our table by 7. So, yeah, the look on her. I wish y'all could see her face. But I have to say, 34 tables. When she first told me that after working in restaurants, <laughs> standing at the podium, and I was like, will I even sit today? Like, that's incredible. I mean, and And I love it for them. I, I mean, I love the spot. It, I'm happy for them, and I think it's great. But I was hearing a story about someone who has eaten there every anniversary for the last 12 years, and the woman's irate because she can't get a reservation. Your anniversary's not changing, lady. <laughs> it's been the same day for 12 That's years. That's how they work. Make That's a how reservation. <laughs> my parents, you know, I mean, my parents, my dad would go there at the holidays. He would eat, and literally back then they didn't make you wait till the next day. He would literally make a reservation before he left that night for the next year on that day. Yeah, that's what we thought it was. Yeah. I have to I have to give them props too though. This is a well-oiled machine. Oh. Like they actually know that they are this popular. Yes. So I think Thanksgiving I oh I I remember I tried to book Thanksgiving <laughs> For 2023, two days after Thanksgiving in 2022, because I thought that was going to be fine. Oh, no, no. Not only was it already booked, because I was just going to do the reservation to make sure. I talked to them, and they said it was booked within an hour. Yeah. Like, because everybody that already knew. It's like trying to get Taylor Swift concert tickets or something. And the thing is, it's worth it. We love Angus Barn. It's great. We did our—we, for the first couple of years that we were in business, I took the team Mm -hmm. on a random day the week before Christmas to Turkey Lounge. I would get there at 11 a.m. and stand in line, nervous as all get out when I pulled in. There was already going to be too many people in front of me. That anxiety, I didn't do it this year. And it, and it's just because we want to be in, tur- in the, the Wild Turkey, turkey Lounge. Yeah, but I, that's but, what I'm saying. Like, the fact that they were—the fact that they know and they give you the opportunity year in right. advance, take it. The, right. And, I mean, maybe that's not going to work for Thanksgiving— but it did, it will work all the other days. Yeah. And the fact that they were Don't able yell to, at anybody. Right. The fact they were able to seat 34 tables in two and a half hours, that's that's insane. I mean, wow. it's a massive restaurant, but it's insane. I just think the idea that you know what holiday is important to you, if it's going to be that year, date every year. I just book it. Book it. Yeah. Don't yell at anybody about it. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, Visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, 
catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. So jumping horses again to a hot topic, I think, at least. It is. QR codes. Yes. And look, we're not even talking about like faces being in phones the second you sit at a table. That's that's obviously its own debate. But they have started to be used to actually supplant servers, as in you like wait for yourself, basically. And I admit, I'm not a big fan. I mean, last summer I went to Richmond for a weekend just for fun. And literally from lunch on Friday through dinner on Sunday, no matter, we weren't talking fast casual. We were talking good places, high end, low end, medium. Everyone, basically, you had to order, pay, tip, everything. No, no one helped you. And I was like, okay, I'm not coming back. This is not a, not something I necessarily enjoy. And so when we found out there were a couple of restaurants going with that business model here in town, Mm -hmm. we, there's a story in our February issue about it, but we sort of looked at it and I was really surprised at, at some have gone with a hybrid, some have gone all in on it. So my first experience was actually last summer. I went to Standard on a date, actually. And I will say I love Standard, nothing against them. But this was really an awkward situation for a date. It was like a first or second date. We had a couple drinks in that neighborhood. And then it's like, oh, we need food, you know. And we go over there. And I will. they do counter order. They do have counter service ordering. But we wanted a table. And we hadn't. I hadn't eaten there before. I only had drinks there. And I didn't know that it was this QR code. I don't know if it's always been that way. I have no idea. But anyway, basically, they were like, no, you can order from the counter if you want, but otherwise, just scan the code, pulls up the menu order. This was so awkward to be on a date and, like, be like we're trying to share a phone, and then, like, I don't want to be scrolling through this whole menu with somebody I don't—with anyone, really, but not with someone I don't really know. Well, and if he's trying to pay or you're trying to pay, Yeah, I don't know who's—now only one person's paying. At least that's the way it was at that—and this was last summer. But so I literally just was, like, the first thing that I saw on the menu was tacos. And I was like, sort of tacos. That's fine. And then it, like, made him pay up front. And we it did let us order drinks. And I, you know, I'm not aware because I'm not the one that ordered whether he could have kept it open or not, but I didn't get that vibe. And, and so I don't know. It just, you know, I mean, and somebody did deliver the food, but somebody always delivers your food when you go out to eat. So then we find out that Jay Betsky's has reopened and that they have gone with the QR codes. And of course, we have only had this experience we both just described at this point. Right. We've only had unpleasant, not great experiences. And so, and Jay Betsky's is a longtime, I would call fine dining, yeah. you know, experience. It was at Seaboard. And when they closed, there were a lot of people devastated. I mean, yes. that is a great restaurant and loved by many. And so when it reopened on Whitaker Mill, mm-hmm. it, it's, it is a more contemporary layout, roll-up doors. Lewis Cherry Love did it. the design. Yeah. It is fantastic. So, you know, I was really curious. They went all in on the modern. <laughs> they went all in on the modern. And so I went over, and, and it's funny, when I asked John if we could chat, he goes, let me guess. You've heard about our QR codes. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, I am really shocked that a restaurant with of this the caliber? fan base yeah. and the caliber, and I would say seasoned adult following. 
Right. Yeah. A little more I, mature. Right. I mean, I certainly think they have a crossover, but their longtime friends and fans were a more mature crowd. And I said, yeah. how's it going to work? And he goes, well, he ha- I think they have gone more with a hybrid. Which was interesting. Which is yeah. interesting because, and his take on it was it does help with staffing issues. And it also, if you only have two servers and your restaurant's full, which happens a lot with them, and they're waiting for a server to come by, you're having, you might want to go ahead and order. Mm-hmm. You might want your drinks faster. You might want to check out sooner than she's going to get to you. Right. And so they do visit the table and talk to you and say, mm-hmm. at, and you can ask if there are any specials. And he said, you know, yeah, we've had some people leave unhappy. He said, but most of it's because they didn't want to ask any questions. It was like, well, I like this dish, but I wanted to tweak it. Ask. There's somebody that comes to the table. You know, there's somebody. You can still have that personalized service, but you do order. And um, he talked a lot about this particular company, Toast, which is the app, has really advanced in in all the ways they can work with it. Meaning, you know, if if they have changes to dishes, they're able to go in and change the the. Yeah, the, it really allows them to customize it yes. down to Thank you for like that in word. a way that um, most POS systems don't allow. Right. Like typically, as again somebody who's worked in hospitality, that's why people roll their eyes at you when you want to change your order from the menu because it is not the systems have never been built well for that, right? right? And that's why your food gets messed up. So this this toast is sort of the answer to that, and and I think all three. So Longleaf's fine is the other one using QR codes. All three of them are using them a little differently, and all, but all three of them are using Toast. Mm-hmm. And I think that that part is really interesting. It seems like that's a parallel that's happening. And I, and, and we we visited Longleaf as well, Longleaf's Wine. And yeah. theirs is more of the, they bring the food to the table and drop mm-hmm. it off. But you walk in, you sit down, you place your order, you pay, you, you tip, you do all of it through the app. Yeah. And so uh, Annabeth, our edit, one of our editors, worked on the story, and she she talked to some people along the way. And for Longleaf, um, one of the feed, the feedback she got from a patron was, like, sort of on the line. Like, if this, if I really was just looking for, like, not a lot of <laughs> contact, like, just a chill. Uh, Read like, my book. Yeah, be a loner kind of situation. Like, obviously, obviously the food at Longleaf's amazing. So, you know, if you weren't feeling that social interaction, then that's a great, like, go order. Somebody brought it. It's delicious. But if you were looking for that, you know, feeling of going out to eat, then that wouldn't be where they would go. Right. We also got more extreme, you know, because we were all kind of vetting this story. We had some pretty extreme reactions from oh, yeah. one from a hospitality owner that was like, what was that long rant that's actually in the story? But it was like, you want me to pay more, be more understanding that the tables are, aren't all full. Make um, a reservation, yeah. pay more, be understanding that you, you know, you can't serve me, can't seat me. And now you want me to order my own food and pay for it without anybody, right. any interaction. Right. I mean, I, the, it was, it's, he you pretty know, much was it, like, I can would, stay home and yeah, order takeout. Exactly what I was going to say. Why wouldn't I just get takeout? And honestly, before we started on this story, you know, as a team, like, like there was there was mixed opinions. Yeah. And some people were like, I wouldn't go there now that I know that. But we definitely saw like a tide change once we understood and we had a couple of experiences at Jay Betsky's and we tried it out. Yeah. I think that hybrid model, like the fact that you can have a server, the fact that you ha- can have interactions and ask questions. Um, I've been to some other places like that. So it's like you can use this, but if you really don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah, they have. You know. And they do have paper menus for that. You know, I think about my parents or 
you know, someone's grandparents. They may not have a smartphone. You know, they may still have the old flip phone and not really even want to deal with it. And so they do still have printed menus when they need them. Yeah, I think this whole QR code thing is... It's not it's, going away. It's not going away. It is a trend, but it's definitely people have feelings. They, they're nobody seems ambivalent, and they're they're either like feel passionately for it or against it. I, I'm gonna give Dram a shout out because I I thought this was really cool. I went in there right before the best bars vote was over, and there were QR codes on all the tables, and they were actually for the vote. They had, you know, obviously up for best bar and bartender, and so I was pleasantly surprised to see that they use it that way. Watson Ward used it that way. But I didn't see the menu. And so I actually talked to Kevin and asked. And the next time I was in there, there were no QR codes anywhere. And I was like, that's weird. And they brought us paper menus, which was nice. And again, it makes you realize the way you consume information when you're looking at a menu. You can kind of see it all at once versus scrolling on your phone. And like you're sitting there with the person instead of looking at your phone, right? right. But I asked him, you know, are you creating a new tide change or like a kind of anti-QR codes. And he was like, no, not at all, but we want to use them differently. So we're going to bring you the paper menu. We're going to interact with you. But the QR code, they have how many whiskeys? Right. So they have a binder for somebody who wants to get a binder or the QR code, right? Or like when they wanted a best bar vote or when there's an event coming up. So it's just sort of like a, for more information, you know? Yeah. And I just, I think that it's going to just take some time for people to figure out how they want to use them. I, I hate that when you go sit down and you're with six people and the first thing everybody does is get on their phone. Right. I mean, it's just, I understand why it happened. I just, I personally don't like it. And that's one of my, I don't, I don't make New Year's resolutions because if I didn't do it last year, chances are I'm not going to do it the coming year. However, <laughs> one of I have two of like, I'm going to try to stay off my phone and when I'm with someone or be in the moment talking like to them and not yeah. worried about, that's Obviously. actually one of mine, too. Yeah. yeah. And we work in a job that that's hard to it's do because hard. sometimes when your phone's going off, it really is something you're needed for in right. that moment. But I am trying harder to be present with the people that I'm with. So, sure. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm impressed that, you know, it, it it's often, you know, you always think about the old dog, and John would not like me calling him the old dog. But, you know, it's <laughs> hard to, treat, to teach an old dog new tricks. Oh, yeah. And sometimes— so it was really interesting to see that they are, they've learned a lot through COVID and they now have a to-go section. And what they're going to use the yeah. QR codes for is you'll be able to use the QR code that's on all the to-go food that gives you instructions on how to cook this at home. Mm -hmm. So maybe you knew that's it, cool. but you leave and go home and throw it in the refrigerator and you forget, then this will give you easy and they don't have to print it out on the packaging. So so there are some, you know— it. You also kind of made the point, like the the OG location had a seasoned audience, it did. and the new location is going to still appeal to them because they were already fans, right? right? Now, with your roll up garage doors and your high park location, you have a whole potential new audience that they're catering to without losing the other one. Like he's, I think he's doing a very good balancing act of like that's what I mean by leaning into the modern. When I said okay. that, like I think, and pro tip. If you don't want to do any of that, sit at the bar. Bartenders are fabulous. They have a great wine selection. Oh, and you can person. order without using any of that. They also have a fantastic patio. Yes. Although, clearly, that's yes. using the codes. But Okay, rapid fire. So I only really have one question, and this goes back to the babies and bars. You were a bartender. Mm-hmm. How would you have handled it if all of a sudden oh, three right. of the bar stools that were paying your rent that month 
were filled with children. I knew you were going to ask me this, and I still just, I don't, I don't know. I think it would be mood dependent. Listen, I worked with a bartender who threw a credit card in the trash can one time. Like, the stories I could tell you, right? I think it would just depend, like, are the rest of the stools full, like, I feel like I probably would have engaged, like, the manager or one of the door guys to be like, you can't sit here. I just think it's a no-win situation for (laughs) bar owners or restaurant owners. It's a no-win situation because that council culture, they'll turn on you in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I haven't been bartending for a long time, so that wasn't really cancel cancel culture yet. So I feel like it would have been easier for me to be like, no, get up. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so all the things we shouldn't have to say, but we just did. That was our bitch fest. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.